Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Nebraska Soccer Talk podcast, episode 21. I'm your host, Joe Cleary, and this is the 2021 Nebraska High School State Soccer Tournament Preview Podcast. Probably one of the most anticipated episodes of the year, probably since we started this podcast. It's probably anticipated for our listeners, but also by Chase and I. Uh, Before I'm joined by Chase, I did want to make a comment about the NSAA's decision to charge game-by-game tickets this year. Uh, This is something Chase and I talked off air about, but also something that has been going around social media quite a bit. I just want to make uh, our position clear. Uh, We're on board with um, COVID safety protocols. We think they're very important. Um, We need to keep our athletes safe, the fans safe, all of that. That being said, there were 40,000 fans in Memorial Stadium for the Husker football game. Okay, There were thousands of fans in Pinnacle Bank Arena, an indoor arena for Nebraska High School State basketball. And now there's limits to the Nebraska High School State Soccer Tournament, which are fair, but also um, very gatekeeping in the sense of keeping fans and kids and families not just like not away from specifically their maybe players games or their schools games, but it definitely is segmenting and breaking up the soccer community. Um, And that's probably the most unfortunate part is. And that's probably the part that upsets us the most is we are about bringing the soccer community together. I think there's safe ways to do that. The NSAA could have um, given away our sold day passes and limited the number of day passes. And you still could have gotten as many people who wanted to come in during that given day. Um, And maybe some people miss out. Um, You could have sold uh, section passes where you get to go to two games or, or, or whatever those are called. But uh, the the decision to charge game by game tickets, uh, you're you're trying to collect money from people um, during COVID and and after a pandemic or during a pandemic, which is is kind of ridiculous. And I think there was better ways to do it. So we're for for COVID safety, but we're not for uh, breaking up and segmenting uh, a really passionate fan base and a really niche fan base that likes to support each other. So with that said, that's our position. Um, hopefully, we could still have a good state tournament and. Here is uh, our preview episode. And now I'm with Chase Hutchison back for like the fourth episode in a row, which is great because this is the best time of the year. We have our mega, super, huge 2021 state soccer preview. Chase, thanks for coming back on. And I know you're busy with the end of school and busy with the website, keeping everything updated. But uh, this is probably our most important episode that we're going to put out. So uh, thanks Absolutely. for coming on and helping. Tons of, uh... Yeah, absolutely. Tons of awesome matchups. Like you said, it's the best time of the year. We're finally at Morrison and um, yeah, busy time of year. Everyone's scrambling, all the students, all the teachers are trying to get stuff done, but you know, soccer has its time and I can't wait to get into this stuff. Yeah. So I'm going to read off the matchups first and then we're going to break down. So we're going to start with class A boys first. So I'm going to read out all four matchups that will be on Tuesday. 
May 11th. So number one, Lincoln Southwest at 15 and 0 is going to take on number eight, Grand Island at 10 and five. Then we have Omaha South at number two, 17 and one, taking on number seven, Millard West at 10 and seven. Um, we have number three, Gretna at 15 and three, taking on number six, Lincoln Southeast at 11 and four. And then uh, we have last but not least, obviously, number four, Creighton Prep at 12 and five. They're the wild card uh, against number five, Millard South, who's at 13 and five. So Chase, let's uh, let's just start at the top of the bracket. And because of how NSAA does this, uh, Omaha South, Millard West is game one. So we'll start with them. What are your, what are your thoughts about that game? So with this game, you know, congratulations to Millard West. They, they've been away from the state tournament for a little bit and they're making a reappearance under first year head coach out there. So congratulations to the Wildcats. Um, you know, they've been, the Wildcats have been right on the edge all season. Uh, they haven't lost by many. They're normally within a goal on their losses to really good quality yeah, tough, teams tough like Lincoln they've had Southwest. Yeah. Yes, they played Lincoln Southwest, they played Gretna, they played Creighton Prep, and they played Omaha South, so the top four seeds here um, going into the tournament, and they've hung with every single one of them. On the other side, though, okay, their wins versus Miller North, Papio, and Lincoln East, those have been close as well. They're just a team living on the edge, but they, they are a quality side, but they're going up against the Packers, Omaha South, who we've talked about them many, many times. This is the time that Omaha South comes alive. This is where they thrive. We've talked all season that the only thing that we negative maybe that we've had to say about Omaha South is sometimes they get too bored. They, they get a little bit too complacent because they know at any one moment they can turn on and they can completely and take they over do. the game. And they do. Do and that. they do. Absolutely. <laughs> and they've been right. They've been right on that assumption. The state tournament is where Omaha South and their players, there's no boredom. This is the stage. This is what they want. This is what they've worked for. They love this. And they are going to um, have a great tournament. And I think they're probably going to take that first game. Miller West is going to give them a fight. But I think Omaha South, especially in the second half, is going to come out fairly comfortably Um, in this one. They beat Miller West twice this season. I think it's going to be a a third and final time um, in the first round here. Okay, so Chase is going with Omaha South. I do have to agree with him. I think it's going to be tighter than comfortable, though. I do, it's hard to beat a team three times. It is, and that's what Millard West has going for them. And something I learned uh, from a Millard West parent is the last time Millard West boys won the state championship, they were on a seven-loss season. So a little they bit were. of trivia. But... Yes, they were. <laughs> I, I do want to say this. That was a very different year, I think. There was no <laughs> Omaha South, no Lincoln Southwest that year. The, we talked about we don't know exactly who's probably going to win in this bracket, and it's pretty wide open. That year, because um, that was my senior year of high school, it was wide open. Um, it Anyone could – but, yes, they did. And, you know, maybe history <laughs> – I am a history teacher. History repeats itself often, and uh, maybe that's what happens here. It's going to be hard for them, though. It will be hard for them. But it's – I mean – and what we're, you're going to see this trend in all these games is no matter – who Omaha South would have had to play or no matter who Millard West would have had to play, it was going to be a tough matchup. So that's no different, but yeah, Omaha South probably through um, next matchup game two at 1 PM is Gretna versus Lincoln Southeast Gretna coming off of probably game of the year against Brian, like as far as entertainment value. And I find we, we retweeted the clip of the goal that Intensity, probably, yep. the goal that probably broke the fences back. Uh, by Carter Hinman. <laughs> so, um, 
But how do you feel about this matchup, Chase? So you're right. I mean, Omaha, Brian, I went, I mean, just for the atmosphere, um, I think there's been games where there's maybe been more overall talent on the field, but just in terms of like intensity and passion and just, just pure great soccer, they put on a show in that final and was, our fence, yeah. so our fence over at Gretna definitely suffered the consequences of the passion <laughs> um, for this game. I'm really interested to see how Gretna is going to respond against the team that isn't going to attempt, at least I don't think, isn't going to attempt to run with them. That's when Gretna is at its best, when a team tries to match them speed, speed for speed, open playing field, a lot of flair. Um, that's when Gretna is at its best. And that's when they run up the score. Lincoln Southeast kind of has that aspect to them that does challenge Gretna. When Gretna does suffer, it is when the other team is really defensive focused, really solid and organized. And Lincoln Southeast has that. They played hard all season. They're a very good defensive team. Um, they've won versus Grand Island. They've won versus Lincoln High. Both those teams, uh, Lincoln Southeast has, both those teams have put up a lot of goals and they didn't allow that to happen versus them. So Gretna is going to have to stay focused and they have to really, and I think this is a really big point for Gretna, they have to stay focused on themselves and trust in their talent and don't get caught up into the game because emotions are going to be high. It's the state tournament. Yeah. They got to keep it together. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't matter. That's a 1 PM game. It's still going to be intense and Lincoln Southeast really organized. And I think part of maybe that's why we haven't talked about them as much, or they haven't been on everyone's radar is because they're not going to be this flashy team, but they, they're going to get it done. And again, another mm -hmm. tough matchup. Um, I mean, I do feel like Gretna's is going to get it done here. Um, I don't know about you. Yeah, I agree. Okay. I agree with you. I think it's going to be a tough game. And, and like you said, Lincoln Southeast probably should have got more props this year. I mean, goals and, and high scoring score lines get the get the news, but a good quality team gets you to the state tournament. And that's what they did. So, um, yeah, but I got Gretna and, moving on, but I think it's going to be one of the closer games. And that's a, that could set up a semifinal between Gretna and Omaha South, which could be absolutely bananas. But yes, we'll move on to we'll move on to game three, 4 p.m on tuesday lincoln southwest 15 and 0 the only undefeated team in class a boys is taking on grand island who's 10 and 5 who i think coach jeremy jensen is trying to play the undercard or the underdog a little bit um but i don't think grand island is as big of an underdog as they want to make people believe um so yeah that's i think that's my take on it my other take on this is um I didn't realize Coach Jensen's son. I, I mean, I, I did know this, and I don't know why it dawned on me. Is the mm -hmm. center back? Yep. Um, Six he's, five. He's can massive. Move. He is massive. He is, I watched his highlight falling. video. He is. Yes. He is massive. I was like, Yep. That, that is a. That's a. That's a, a, a corn-fed Nebraskan playing soccer right yep. there. And know? I. Uh, <laughs> I think he has the build. He has the build, obviously six five, but he is very talented. He's only yep. a sophomore. Yeah, I think it's, uh, and it's so going to be exciting. I think he has a very bright future. I'm excited to see how he progresses, and I think that if mm -hmm. he progresses in the right way, he could be on some schools' radars for the next level, or he should be just from yeah. his size alone. Um, but back to the game, Lincoln Southwest doing really well, 15 and 0, but they're playing a team who pushed them at the beginning of the year. Mm -hmm. So what what Absolutely. what are your thoughts on the game? So I think you're right about the assessment of their, the, the Islanders trying to create this underdog us against the world <laughs> mentality, which is what every coach is going to try to do, right? Especially when you're the eight seed. 
love it. That's what that's what Coach Jensen needs to do for his but, team. But we're we found him out. We're not going to let yeah. you do that. <laughs> didn't work, Coach. It didn't work uh, because you're right. They have played some really good teams. They beat Lincoln East this year. They're ten and five. Their first three losses, their first three games were all losses, and it came versus the top talent in the state. I think they played South. I think they played Southwest. Uh, there's one other game in there, but they started 0-3. Since that time, they're 10-2, and and they are putting a lot of balls in the back of the net. They they can score. They got one of the best forwards in the state, uh, Javier Bade, 22 goals this year, seven assists. He's not the only one, but he's definitely the name of the team, um, doing really, really well. So they're going to have a chance. If you get if you get Bade out there with two or three chances, he's going he's gonna to find the back of the net, and that's all they need. Yep. And, uh, you know, but Lincoln Southwest, the credit where credit due, they're number one seed for a reason. They're really solid. But again, it's always, it, they have extra pressure because the target's on their back. Mm-hmm. And like when you're 15 and 0, like you got to write the of, ending. A lot of, yeah. Cause a lot of times you're thinking about when's that first loss going to come. Mm-hmm. If, if it comes, cause you like now to yeah. get the ending you want, you have to win everything. Um, yes. which is very, very, very hard. Um, yep. moving on to the final game of the night the nightcap uh the four five game number four creighton prep versus number five millard south um jim cooney will have to uh the cooney magic must be strong (laughs) and the team must be be strong the team must be determined for this one but they they can do it i mean they're 13 and five and um you know they do have a win versus Creighton Prep already. That was their high, that was their big highlight yep. win of the season. That's what we heard all, when that happened. That was the beginning. That was like people oh, let us people let us know about that. Is, that, um, is, it, is it the year that that they're gonna do it? That's when that that's when that started. Was that win? Yes. Yep. Um, Creighton Prep. You know, losing to Columbus was uh, interesting. And then I learned on the ne- Nebraska soccer show that I was on that Columbus probably they thought they. I think Columbus owns a winning record program in program history over Creighton Prep, which they might be the only program who has a, other than maybe South that has a winning record over Creighton Prep um, as a program history. But um, Creighton Prep also got more time off. Get more time mm-hmm. off. Better rest. Better now rest. You get to they're train. a little bit more determined. They're a little bit more determined. They don't like people talking about how they lost to Columbus. They, in the first round, they, I, I think they're going to come out of this with a, a pretty big fire underneath them. I mean, I mean, to me, like, I will say that out of, out of the teams that are, that are on this list um, for class A boys, for me, prep do have the most to prove. And I promise yeah, that I, I promise it, that the Creighton preps coach is not telling me to say this, to fire him up. But like, for me, they have the most to prove because I watched them twice this year. They are very, very talented. They're more talented. They shouldn't have lost five times. Like they shouldn't have nope. five losses. So like, mm-hmm. are you a 12 and five Creighton prep team? Who's going to be pushed to the limit by Millard South, or are you someone who should be the one or two seed? Um, and I think that's going to be what we'll see. And then no, here's the thing too, is like, no matter who wins out of Lincoln Southwest and Grand Island or Creighton prep and Millard South, again, we have another great semi. Like I think that all seven games that we're going to get in the a bracket are going to be great. I really mm-hmm. do. I think the a boys bracket is going to just be, fun i i don't be surprised if we have a couple quote-unquote upsets or surprises i just i really do think that um but before we move on to a girls who do you got overall who's so, your, who, who you call so as I, the winner so i and first i should say with the lincoln southwest and grand island game i know we gave a lot of praise to grand island 
Lincoln Southwest has an amazing amount of talent. I have them moving on in that game. And then in this one, I have probably Creighton Prep moving on because okay. I, I, I think you're right. They can turn it on just similar to Omaha South. Now, yep. are you asking who I have overall? Yeah, yeah, overall. Uh, out of the whole thing? Because I have because I have, I have have Lincoln Southwest and Prep as well. So uh, we're going chalk the first round. But who do you have going? Okay. Who's going to who's gonna walk out of Morrison as the 2021 state champions? Well, to me, the the champions, it really comes down to the defense, the midfield. Every There's a lot of goal scorers, and whoever can defend against those the best. And when you have Nolan Fuelberth in the back of the goal, that can basically take away the best of the best. Um, I got Lincoln Southwest coming out of this one. doing Running the whole time. Undefeated. Story a, for the ages for them. A, season, a dream season. I think they probably finish. I just think they have – their best players have the right mentality, and they're big-time players – like Eli Rhodes, Nolan Fuelberth, um, and Braden Lackey, they're they're so good mentally. I just think they're going to step up. There, there's a lot of pressure there, but mm-hmm. I think they're going to embrace it, and I think they're going to really have a good time. All right. So Chase, this is where Chase, Chase and I usually agree on a lot of things. This is where Chase and I differ, and we do differ on on quite a few occasions. But this is this is one where I differ. I was a big Omaha South fan at the beginning of the year. And I remain a big Omaha South believer at the end, even though they've caused me to question sometimes. And I'm even the ones who's I'm even the one who's tweeted that I question them sometimes. But maybe it's because I expect so much out of them. I think South will be the state champions this year. So that's my prediction. South as the boys state champions. Um, Chase has Lincoln Southwest. So we might both we might both be wrong though. That's that's the beauty of this yeah. bracket. We, yep. we, could e- we could easily both be wrong after tomorrow. Like yep. we could, they could both lose and we go, oh, well, guess we were shows how much we know. So and you guys will let us know if we are, and that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. I like I said, I said in the podcast in the past, and I said on the Nebraska, the Nebraska football show, prove I like to be proven wrong. It's part of the fun, you know. We, 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 we like this. We take it seriously, but we don't take it too seriously. So um, moving on to Wednesday, May 12th matchups, which are the class a girls first round, the quarterfinals. Um, I'll run down the bracket again. Uh, number one, Lincoln Southwest also undefeated uh, 15 and Oh, taking on number eight Millard North at 11 and seven. Uh, number two, Gretna at 18 and one taking on number seven Carney at 12 and five. Number three, Lincoln East at 15 and one, taking on number six, Papillion La Vista South at 13 and four. And then North Platte at 15 and four, taking on Marion at 14 and three. So we'll start with the 10 a.m. game, game one of Wednesday. And that is the recently defeated Gretna Dragons taking on the Carney Bearcats. How do you feel? Where, where is Gretna? Where is Gretna at mentally? Do you think for this game? I, I think that defeat in the district finals, obviously heartbreaking for them. They wanted the, they wanted the plaque. They wanted the guarantee. They were going to be in the state tournament well, probably no matter what. Yeah, but you, want to, you want the undefeated season. Cause they want, like, yep. to, to be honest with all the records they were setting, like if they go undefeated with all the records that they set this year, there you start to argue like were they are they one of the best teams in then they they're in that and argument that, of the best yeah. best teams in Nebraska soccer history right but 
yeah that one loss now you're like well there might have been some you say it want you wonder you yeah. wonder but i think that that district final is going to be um much worse for the rest of the state than it was for gretna <laughs> i i think this is going to get there because when they're at their best i mean i haven't seen a team that when they're at their best they look anything like gretna gretna is by far on either side when they're at their best it's beautiful to watch and now i think they might have a little bit more motivation they realize they can lose i think you can probably and i know this is what every coach does but you try to flip it to a positive and i think that's what's going to happen with Gretna. carney is can't be overlooked i mean they've defeated north Platte. they defeated lincoln southeast who are very good i just think there's a different level there um in this one gretna yeah. compared to carney i mean gretna has sarah weber who 44 goals, 44 goals. She's going to have to dive goals, but 29 assists. But here's the thing. Sarah Weber could miss the bus for Wednesday's game. And they're still going to, Carney's still going to have to figure out a way to stop some of the other players like Savannah Daffini. Savannah Daffini, Madeline White, you have Allison Marshall, you got um, Taylor Doffer. I mean, the list just keeps going on and on and on with them. uh, Sarah just puts them over the top, but this team is, there's (laughs) division one talent everywhere. Yeah. And I mean, Savannah has 23 goals on the season. Granted, okay, eight of them came in one game, but 23 goals, 16 assists, very good. And then Madeline White, that is a name that the state's going to know next year. Um, she's a very, very talented midfielder, 14 goals. They kind of have her in a hybrid role, forward and midfielder, but yep. uh, four, 14 goals, 16 assists. She's a sophomore. She's going to be something to deal with. Um, but I yeah, think we, I, I, I think got we both Gretna. agree Gretna probably here. And like, uh, we, we like Carney and I, and congratulations to Carney on making the state tournament. Um, but unfortunately their matchup is, uh, 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 unhappy, very talented Gretna team. So, yes. um, moving on to game two, the 1 PM kickoff, we have two teams who we had talked about previously, uh, in the last podcast who we had arguably we had predicted at the beginning of the season that these two teams could have been the state final. Um, and now some things have changed with injuries for both teams. Um, but Lincoln East coming up against Papio South. Um, I honestly don't know which direction this game's going to go. I think, I think Papio South is going to have a hard time keeping up with Lincoln East firepower. Um, and, and that's where I think the difference is, is probably at that top, top end talent. Papio South had that with Allie Napora yes. before she, yep. she got injured. Um, when they started 8-0 and I had watched them in person twice, I think at that point, they, yeah, versus, yeah, I watched them twice. They were right up there with me, for me, they were right up there with Gretna. Um, they were just so fluid and so organized and they had the difference makers and they still do. But I think Papio South is probably a year away from really realizing its full potential, which is crazy because they have a Division One um, player in Alley. But two. now that now that she's oh, yeah, gone, they have, well, they have two because Dylan. Uh, yeah, Dylan's going to Drake. Yep, yep, yep. A talented defender. She plays center back for him. Yeah. She and she's everything you want in a soccer player mentality wise. Yeah, yeah. And she's going to Drake. Very Dylan's, good team. Dylan's probably not a center back at the next level, but like she could play pretty much any position at this level mm-hmm. if you wanted to put dylan uh at at center forward she'd probably score goals for you so absolutely um, i just think yeah like papio south's a good team i watched papio south the game after Allie got hurt and 
Like you could just tell they were different. I think they're still well coached. So I think it's going to be a closer game. Yes. Then what people, I think, I don't think Lincoln East is going to score six goals on them. I just don't think that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think it's going to be really hard because Lincoln East has Briley Hill. They have Haley Peterson. They have came a carpenter that, you know, Annie Mulder, like it's just a lot. It's a lot for any team. Um, so honestly, I see Lincoln East moving on. Um, I do too. Uh, yep. So game three, uh, 4 p.m. kickoff. We got now we're to the number one seed, Lincoln Southwest, 15-0. and 0. Um, The team that we probably, according to their fans, probably haven't given enough respect to. Um, and they got Millard North, uh, which might be one of the best eight seeds <laughs> that I've seen yes. in a long time. Potential, <laughs> potential as an eight seed. And like yeah. when they're at their best, they are a um, problem all the way around. Um, but I think, you know, they they had some top end talent who you know they made a run in the metro tournament they made a run in the district tournament so and those are i mean those are very much comprised of the same teams that they're seeing here so i mean they 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 made a run at both those big time tournaments versus big time teams there's no reason why the same thing it's not like they were highly ranked going into uh, metro they weren't um and and yet they they found a way and in districts they go up against what i believe is probably the number one team in gretna and they don't back down whatsoever millard north as an eight seed is scary um i if i'm lincoln southwest that's earned the one seed i'm looking at papio south i'm looking at carney and i'm saying i'm even looking at north Platte. Yeah, and i'm like, saying, really, I'm saying like, I'm i wanted saying to play five other teams other any, than any of those guys i probably would have preferred um, just because Millard North, when they go up against top teams, they find that next level. Yep. Their top end talent comes to play. And the very important thing, their supporting cast also seems to rise up in those moments, which is, I mean, that's what they have to have. If they're, if they have the top end talent, but if their supporting cast doesn't put it together. Those are the games that they lose. And versus Lincoln Southwest, they better bring it all because Lincoln Southwest undefeated for a reason. And they've played top teams. Cool. Well, and the anecdote that I like to say about a team like Lincoln Southwest is from when I was a high school assistant coach years ago up in North Dakota. My head coach, we had a couple of players on our team who were multi-sport athletes and they wanted everything. They wanted mm-hmm. every sport they did. Um, and and uh, my head coach used to just say, uh, these, these kids are just good at games. They're good at sports. They're good at winning. And like, that's Lincoln Southwest. Like there is a, there is at least, I, I, I can't remember which parent tweeted this out, but I saw it on my Twitter feed that there is a Lincoln Southwest freshman who played on a state tournament softball team and then a state tournament basketball team and then a state tournament soccer team. Like it, that, like, yeah, that means you have a lot of ath- good athletes, but that also means you have a lot of good competitors and that's hard to beat too. So winners yeah, I, win and they find a way. I agree with you. I think Lincoln Southwest wishes they were seeing a different team other than Miller North. Um, and Miller North's going to play that underdog card. Um, and again, I think Miller North is as much of an underdog as Grand Island is an underdog. So, um, you know, but, um, and yeah. So I, but I still think Lincoln Southwest, I think they're going to keep it rolling. I think they're going to go 16 yep. though next round. We're on the, we're on the same page with that. And then number four, 
North Platte, 15 and four. Number five, Omaha Marion, 14 and three. Um, I don't know if when I first moved to Nebraska six years ago, if you would have told me there's going to be a state tournament matchup between North Platte and Omaha Marion and that North Platte was going to be the higher seed. Cause I don't, I don't think I would have believed you. Um, but that's the case. North Platte's the four seed. Omaha Marion's the five seed. North Platte's earned that four seed. They've, they've had a good season. They're the only team who's beaten Scott. Um, and Omaha Marion has also kind of had a quietly good season. They've had some losses where you're like, Oh, should they have lost that game? Um, but they've only had three losses. So they're right there too. Um, but I don't know how you feel about that game. I this one's hard for me to call. Like, I, my my mind says it should be North Platte, but my heart says that like Omaha Marion just is gonna find a way to be Omaha Marion in the state tournament. So, where you are kind of back and forth and iffy. I'm very confident in my pick and I love my pick um, in this one, not because I hate the other team, not because I don't believe in the other team, but I just, I love the story. And I, I just have, it's one of those, you look at the matchup, you look at the um, groundwork and you go, this feels right. And so I'm going to go with my gut on it. So let's, let's look at this here real quick. North Platte 15 and four coming into the season. They've gone 13 and one in their last 14 games three of their losses were in like the right at the beginning of the season when they're trying to figure everything out yep. since they have 13 and one, they beat Omaha Scott. They beat Columbus who we had as a top 10 team. That's not a lot. That's not a win. You can just say, Oh, it's Columbus. Columbus was a really, really good team this year. Um, now their losses come against Lincoln Southeast, Kearney, Elkhorn South and Lincoln East are their big ones. That gives me a little bit of pause because those are all, like their schedule had good teams on it, yep. but they didn't defeat many of the quality opponents that were lined up. Right. But at the same time, they didn't get destroyed by any of these, by any of these quality. They played right with them, which is not, I wouldn't say is normal for North Platte to always be competitive. Like they were throughout the season from end to end. The, the reason I have faith. Okay. Gracie. You got to do something for me, please. <laughs> Gracie, uh, you got to help me with your last name. Hunter Borg. Hannaborg. Gracie yeah. Hannaborg. Okay, 33 goals, 15 assists. She is on fire. And she is so fun to watch when I can when I can find her tape, um, when I do see highlights of her. She's going to have to do and something here, but I believe in her. It's a 7 p.m. game. Um so there's no excuse to not be able to go watch Gracie Hanneborg if you're from the metro area and haven't seen her you play. You need yet. to get acquainted with her name. You want to see you want to I, see her play. Because this may, I mean, I think this is going to be her last game because I think Omaha Marion's moving on, but Chase disagrees and is picking North Platte. North Platte. So you yes. might be able to watch Gracie play twice. I think Marion's going to be Marion in the state tournament. I just think that's what they're going to do. So, and that could, that could very well happen. Marion's yep. a very good team. I don't think they're exactly the Marion of what we've come to know and expect. So if it's, I going, agree with if, that. if it's going to happen, it's going to happen this year. And so you put those two things together. That's why I say North Platte, but Omaha Marion, lots of respect to you guys. You guys are, it's a, it's a wonderful team and you guys might very well go on and win the state title and you can, <laughs> uh, you can say something then and I'll accept it. <laughs> All right. Well, that was our class a boys and girls. 
and we are going to take a quick commercial break. We got to pick a champion. We got to pick a champion. Oh yeah, that's right. We have to pick a champion. champion. I'm sorry. Champion of girls class. Man, you almost, I almost made a huge mistake. There. I didn't forget. I didn't forget. <laughs> I didn't forget. All right. Oh man. Uh, you go first. <laughs> All right. Well, with the girls class A, I will take a motivated, highly talented, and uh, star-led Gretna Dragon Squad to take the championship in this one. And I got to be honest with you, I don't think any of their games are necessarily going to be that close. I believe that much in Gretna, and I'm going out on a limb with that, and I know I'm going to get – but I think they're probably going to be – let's just say I don't think any team's going to finish within a goal of them. I think it's going to be two to three goals every every game that they're going to win this thing by. Interesting. I I do I I agree with you. I, I do think Gretna is going to be the champions. Um, honestly, if Gretna had come in undefeated, I would have told you they weren't going to be the champions. But I think that loss changed things. I think they're going to be the champions. The part that I do disagree with you on is, I think Lincoln Southwest is going to meet them in the final. And I think they are going to make it very, very tough um, on some of Gretna's star players. Um, I just, they're just I have gonna, they're visions. They're going to have to catch Sarah Weber. I have visions of Sarah Weber getting that ball on her right foot <laughs> 20 yards out and just smacking it and that being the end wow. of it. But yeah, uh, she, might, she might do that from 25 or 30 yards out too. So, so good. <laughs> All right. Well, now we're going to take a quick commercial break. Um, after a word from our sponsor, we will be back to discuss class B boys and girls. So please stay with us. All right. Welcome back to the state soccer tournament preview with Nebraska soccer talk. It's me, Joe Cleary and my co-host co-contributor, the runner of all things, Nebraska soccer talk. Uh, Chase Hutchison, I, and I don't want to put that on Chase because a lot of the dumb tweets that get sent out are probably by me. So it's a wanna... partner deal. It's a partner deal. <laughs> Chase does all the good stuff, and I do all the dumb stuff most of the time. But um, we're gonna start with Class B boys. Um, I'll read off the matchups again, just like the last rounds. We'll do a couple predictions uh, as we run through each matchup. Um, game one on Thursday, May thirteenth, is number two Lexington at eighteen and one against number seven South Sioux City at ten and nine. Then game two, number three, Mount Michael at 11 and five versus number six, Columbus Scotus, 12 and six. So a battle of two private schools. Game three, we have number one, Omaha Scott at 18 and one versus number eight, Platteview at 12 and six. And then the nightcap, we have number four, Bennington at 16 and three against number five, Grand Island Northwest at 13 and three. So let's start from the top game one, 10 AM kickoff. We have Lexington versus South Sioux city chase. What are your thoughts? So this is going to be, I feel like a really, really fun game to watch because both teams have that style of play where um, it's open it's very individualized. They, uh, their players like to be on the ball. Um, this is actually Lexington versus South Sioux. At the beginning of the season, we had them ranked two and three uh, preseason. And this was the matchup that I said I would most like to see in the state final. Well, 
I mean, they're playing in state. It's just a bit earlier. Lexington has done exactly what we predicted, um, which is go 18 and four, 18 and one look very impressive all season. Um, junior for them is a, is a really good player going to Iowa Western. Um, they, they have some yeah, other pieces. Yaskar. Around Yaskar, he's Yaskar has 17 goals, 21 assists. I mean, just a playmaker all over the, all over the place. They have big wins. Lexington does over Papio South, South Sioux city already and Kearney. Their only loss comes to number one seed Omaha Scut. And, you know, it was a three, one game. Yep. It's not like Omaha Scut ran them over or anything. Um, on the other side, South Sioux City, 10 and 9. They got the winning record with their district um, final. We'll see if they go 10 and 10 or 11 and 9. But, you know, it's been hard for us to like accurately judge South Sioux. I was a big believer, big believer in them at the beginning of the season. They start 1 and 6, don't know what to do. We drop them. Then, of course, they go on a 9 and 3 finish. Um, they earned it. I mean, they very, they very easily could have rolled over and said, this isn't our year. This isn't what we thought it was going to be. And we're done. Instead, they chose to fight back and they got themselves in a position versus number two Lexington on this one. Yep. And I was probably one of the biggest South Sioux city doubters after being on board with them right away early. I just kind of was like, Nope, Nope. We got it wrong. Moving on. Um, and South Sioux city uh, fans and players and everyone made sure to let me specifically, I think know that I was wrong. And I was, I think that South Sioux City is more talented than I give them credit for. I think that, I think that Lexington, again, I think this goes back to like how we talk about Lincoln Southwest and the girls not wanting Millard North. I think Lexington looks down this list and goes, we would have taken any other team probably except for maybe Scott and South Sioux, South Sioux City. Like they, they would yeah. take, I think they would have rather played any other team except for Scott or South Sioux City in the first round. And they're going to get South Sioux. And, but lucky for us, we get a really, really good game in the first round. Um, and I, I still think Lexington gets it done. I think it's going to be close. I think South Sioux is going to push them. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do wonder how both teams are going to come at it defensively um, because they do like to play open. Lexington, they play this deep lane center back a lot of times where yep. it's literally they have a center back that will – if the other team's on the attack, that center back will drop probably 10 – yards or so behind the actual defensive line and that screws with teams they can't play through balls they get so nervous when they see that guy back there i wonder if they're going to do that versus south sioux and how south sioux city will respond to it it's really funny um the sweeper so when i was in high school way back in the early 2000s mid mid like 2002 to 2006 like we played sweeper and we played against a lot of teams that played with a sweeper in north dakota and now, like, obviously, it's a little bit older style of playing, not a very um, keep-the-ball type style at times, even though Lexington does. Um, but because it's gone out of style, when teams do decide to play with a sweeper, some teams have a hard time breaking that down. Um, it's kind of like uh, it's kind of like the option in football, how yeah. everyone <laughs> used to do the triple option. So now when you see Navy or Army run that, Everyone goes, oh, that's going to keep them in the game. That's going to cause problems. The sweeper is kind of the same deal here um, with Lexington. But I I like Lexington in this game. Um, I I want to give them a couple goal advantage. We'll see. Um, But I I, I think Lexington has a lot of talent, and they've played versus some really good teams and shown um, their kind of quality. I like Lexington, and purely and selfishly, I'm cheering for Lexington just because I really badly want to see Lexington Omaha Scott again. 
Mm-hmm. I desperately want to see that game again. So uh, moving on to game two, the 1 p.m. kickoff. We got Mount Michael, the three seed, 11 and five. Number six, Columbus Scotus, 12 and six. Um, I don't honestly, this sounds bad. I don't know a lot about either of these teams. I know Mount Michael's had a good season and has played a lot of talented teams close. Mm-hmm. And I know that SCOTUS has had a, you know, has had a strong season too. Um, but I just don't know which way this is going to go. I don't know if this is, I mean, I don't, I mean, they're clearly not separated by that much in PowerPoints. So um, I think this game is going to be closer than what a three, six game maybe normally would be. Yeah. Mount Michael's an interesting case. 11 and five, they have wins over South Sioux, Bennington and Blair. And then they do have a couple you look at some of the losses, Creighton Prep, Omaha Scott, they, they, they played Creighton Prep really, really close, 1-0 finish there. Right. And then they have a couple losses to Beatrice and then against again to South Sioux. They're just a really tough team to figure out because I think they very much play to their opponent level um, because they do have some games. You look at their schedule and go, how in the world are you – playing or losing to those teams right if you can play Creighton prep to 1-0 what's the deal here you should be running it over on the other side you got um columbus scotus who their season i wasn't i gotta be honest i wasn't paying much attention to columbus Scotus. i, no, I they were really we might have had them i want to say we had them in the rankings but it was in the rankings maybe name only because you can trust that columbus scotus <laughs> yeah, you, you always know they're going to be there because of tradition traditionally yes. they're just good and then the season starts, and it's it's not really that pretty of a start. They've gone seven to zero to finish at twelve and six, seven straight wins to finish. Um, wins over Blair. Here's the deal: three wins are over Skyler. So the same team they beat over and over and over again. They they Which lost. A good, big it's a versus good Skyler. It's a decent Skyler team. It's a decent. They but were you're, you're in, playing them three times in a row. Yes, they were in. Skyler was in state contention, so it's not anything to like look the other way about. I will say this, the biggest thing I've learned about Columbus Scotus, they have a freshman that we need to know of, that we need to identify and, and respect a little bit. Frank Fairringer, uh, I think is how you say his name. Fairringer, yep. freshman from Scotus, 16 goals, five assists. He's going to be a name moving that's, forward that and that's people exciting. are going to know more and more about. That's exciting. Freshman. So like, and he's been a big goal scorer for them all already, which is great. So like, we're going to see have if he to... can step up. It'd be a cool story. If he's the reason, you know, Columbus Scotus, you know, makes us win. He has three more years of us watching him here. And so <laughs> yep. um, in this one, you're right. It's not a traditional three, six matchup. And honestly, because of momentum, I have Columbus Scotus wow. moving forward in this. So okay. I, I do have the six seed I- moving um, with this one. And I was, I was going to go the opposite. I was going to pick Mount Michael purely because they played some of these top teams close. Um, and I just think they're solid. Um, and I, I just think being, I know Columbus isn't super far away, but Mount Michael is just an Elkhorn. So it's like, they're essentially mm-hmm. home, you know? Um, I think Mount Michael gets it done, especially cause it's an early kickoff um, game three, the 4 PM kickoff. We got the number one seed Omaha Scott Catholic at 18 and one taking on story of the year on the boys side for class a or B. I think they are. Yeah, um, absolutely. Like Platteview. I mean, what Platteview seniors won three games, their first two years total. Right. And now they're going to finish in the state tournament. I mean, yeah. that's, just, like, it, that's it an kinda, amazing story of like it, perseverance and hard work. 
yeah, it kind of stinks that like <laughs> their reward. This maybe is how stinks, it's gonna go. Maybe stinks, yeah. or maybe it's good. Maybe it's like, hey, you know what? Our reward is we get to play the best team in our, you know, and we get to maybe show. And like, they have nothing to lose. They really like of of the underdogs. Okay, Platteview is the only real underdog. Mm-hmm. Like they're the only ones out of class A and B boys and girls eight seed that gets to tell themselves they're the underdog. Um, boy, I, I hear, just like, go out and play. Let me just let go me out put, and play. Let me put this story into perspective, and I think it's important that people hear this. So these seniors won two game or three games over their first two years. Then they lost their junior year to COVID. You know how easy it would be to not come back for your senior year and just say, and people are like, "Well, I have too much pride." Listen, I coached high school kids. When I was a high school girls coach, uh, when I first took over a program and we, there was questions like if we were going to not make state that year, which in North Dakota is not hard to make state. I had two girls just decide they weren't going to play because they didn't want to have to go through not making state, not, not winning, not making state. So before you discount the perseverance, I think you have to like celebrate that because too often we see people. And, and, and high school players walk away and even high school coaches walk away or just mail it in because it's like, well, whatever. But like, this is just a cool story. It, it's a cool story and it needs to be talked about and it needs to be looked at by other programs around the state who maybe aren't having the success and the coaches and like these communities, like, Hey, it's possible. It is possible to build a good program. Um, and maybe it doesn't happen every year. Maybe Platteview's not back for another four years. They, at least they got there and they have the, the framework to get back there and they know how, what it's going to take to do that. So mm-hmm. I do think Scott goes by. I do think Scott is fairly easily the winners here. Um, they're really, really talented. Um, you know, I just think, you know, we're talking a lot about Platteview because it's a really cool story. Yes. Um, Scott obviously is a cool story in their own right. Cause they're super, super talented. They obviously have a ton of fun as a team playing. Like they, I think that's a cool they part have of so us. many weird traditions I knew yeah. about. So if you don't know, like we, we kind of said a little bit something about it in one of our articles, they have literally a, a yard ornament. Uh, it's a duck. It's a duck yard ornament plastic that that thing has been with their team for years and years and years. And they contribute their success to the fact that they have this lawn ornament with them that they, that I do want to point this out. Someone somewhere along the line took that from someone's yard it has been made. The person that they took it from has been made aware. They graciously given them the thing, but then they got the cereal. Yeah, the um, Lucky Charms like thing. That Matt Matt Foster from KETV did a story. Like we retweeted that. It just like, be a fun, it would just be a fun program to be a part of. Like yeah. it's just a bunch of a bunch of people having a good time playing soccer and hanging out with their friends. And I think generally that's why high school soccer is fun. Is because we get these traditions and we get these cool things and you get these memories. I love club soccer. It's the club soccer is, is, and always will be the top level because it's the best players playing at these best clubs and they get to travel all around the country playing other really, really top teams. But sometimes you don't get the traditions and the memories and the friends and the, and the, the goofiness as much as you get in high school. Um, and you're not going to get a story like Platteview at the club level. So high school is fun. This, this matchup is going to be good. Congratulations to Platteview for making it to state. I do think Scott goes through um, game four, the nightcap Bennington, versus Northwest. Um, Bennington's had a good season, um, which is really good for their program. I think a lot of, a lot of the last couple of years, the talk has been Bennington girls, Bennington girls, you know, the girls side, the girls side has been really, and the girls side has been good. They struggled a little bit this year, obviously not 
not what they were the previous couple years. But uh, Bennington boys, their turn. Um, and they come up against a pretty solid team out of Northwest, um, more of an outstate team. So uh, what are your thoughts on this game? Yeah, so this is like this is a really interesting matchup to me. Bennington 16, 16 and three. They got wins versus Norris, Waverly, Blair, all you know, all the teams that they're kind of associated with, they have defeated those teams. They don't have that big signature win on their schedule. So it's kind of hard to, you know, they don't have the Lexington or or the Scut or anything, or even you know, just the top level teams, but they've been in that top five range all year. Um, they have two of the better goal scorers, Oliver Benson and, and Kai Albright. Um, Benson has 20 goals, 13 assists. Albright has 17 goals, 10 assists. Um, it's hard to contain that type of talent. Um, so I, I do like Bennington in this one, but it's going to be very close. GI Northwest, again, another great story on the Class B boys' side and just in general for soccer. Two schools come together for their community, give their kids a chance. They're 13-3, and 7-0 and um, going into this thing. Um, Parker Janke, 26 goals, six assists, heck of a season um, for that, for that kid. And, um, you know, maybe Parker can squeeze out a goal or two and make this thing really, really interesting and make it fun. I like Bennington in it, um, but it could, this one could really get away. Yep. And so you and I both have Bennington and before we move on to the girls in our final brackets, we do have to make the, the championship prediction. I know who I'm going with. Can we do semifinal? The semifinal will be more interesting. <laughs> Say who gets the semifinal. Oh, who's going to win the semifinals? Or like, who's it, who do you have in the semifinal? And then tell me your champ. So I have Lexington versus Mount Michael in the semifinal. And I think Lexington goes. Um, oh, I'm, I'm wrong. I, I thought you, I, I, you are, that's a surprise to me right there. All right. So you, you have Lexington and Mount Michael in the semifinals and then Lexington taking it all. To, the fi- the to, to going to the final to the championship yeah, okay game. okay and then i okay. have scott and bennington and okay. scott going to the final scott lexington and then i have scott winning it all yep okay all right okay did you think that's, i had lexington all right, winning it so, all? that's what i was kind of thinking right there <laughs> no, no, I, no, no, okay. no 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 i thought no, you no, had no. mount i thought you had mount michael which now i look at the bracket and mount michael could like lexington yeah anyway so you got scott winning the championship in this one we're on the same page. Semifinals, I believe, Lexington and Scott. I think it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to be a really fun game. I can't wa- wait to watch it. Um, yep. But I think Scott, it's overwhelming talent, is going to take over there. And I believe Scott's going to be the champion. Yep. All right. Last but certainly not least, we have the Class B girls' state soccer bracket. I think – a lot of talk has been about one team in this bracket, but there's a lot of good matchups in this first round. So we'll start with game one. We have number two, Norris, 18-0, the only other undefeated team other than outside of the Lincoln Southwest squads. And they take on number 17, Lexington at 14-4. and four. Then we have number three, Omaha Duchenne at 15-3. and three. And number six, against number six, Mercy, Omaha Mercy at 14-5. and five. And then in the 4 p.m. game, we have number one, Omaha Scut at 17 and one versus number eight, Omaha Ron Colley, nine and seven. So a matchup of the two Catholic schools. And then we have number four, Columbus Scotus at 13 and four against number five, Lincoln Lutheran Raymond Central at 12 and three. 
All right. First, let's start with game one, Norris versus Lexington. So for me, like huge congratulations to Lexington girls. I think the talk out there probably and in the state when it comes to Lexington soccer has been a lot about their boys program. And so it's really cool to see both the boys and the girls make it. And I think that's, I think that's a cool story in and of itself. And Lexington certainly did. It was cool to see their celebrations. It obviously means a lot. Um, and the fan, there were a lot of fans at that game for the, their district final. So you can clearly tell that they were well-supported. Um, but then like for me, you know, we talked about Platteview being the story of the year. I think probably the story of the year overall is Platteview boys. Um, but Norris at 18 and 0 for girls is, I mean, we knew they were going to be good. We knew they were going to be good. Um, I don't think that good. I, I never, we I never saw, I never good. saw that coming. No, so, I never saw that coming. Um, yeah. So I think for me, well, what are your thoughts on the game before I finish mine? Well, for, I mean, I just love how um, the Lexington now has boys and girls because that is a soccer town. And I, I like that the girls are getting their recognition for it and how they have built that program. Cause that took a, I mean, to, from where just being a, be, knowing of Lexington and being around it. Cause I, I went to Norfolk to understand how difficult of a rebuilding project that is. I, I don't know if we can, it, it took a lot of um, work for that Lexington team and congratulate to the coaching staff, but also to those players that believed in themselves and believed in the direction of it. Yep. Um, Cause that didn't have to happen. And they, they started four and four. All right. They start four and four. Things <laughs> could go on a 10 game. Run. They're on a 10 game winning. Yeah. Season. Things could go one or two ways on that one. Um, and it was a bit iffy, which way it would go. Then they, then they just casually go off on a 10 game win streak, find themselves um, at state. Wonderful story. Norris, um, you know, we we knew of Norris when the season started, and we had some ideas of, of what they might be, but 18-0, didn't see that coming. Um, players like Molly Ramsey, uh, we didn't have Molly on our on our preseason nope. players to watch, I don't believe. Whoops. And she, I mean, yeah, whoops, <laughs> our bad. We tried to get as many people as possible. Um, but, I mean, she's definitely earned that recognition. With uh, This year she got 16 goals and six assists. So great job by her and then her partner in crime over there, Reese, only a sophomore. Um, they are going to be a problem for a lot. And I'm looking at our preseason rankings. We totally, I, I, I totally missed on Norris. I didn't even have them right here in our top 10 preseason list. Now they quickly um, got into it, but we left them out at the beginning of the season. Yeah. So awesome, awesome job by Norris. Um, they've defeated Lincoln Lutheran twice this season. They defeated Bennington. I like Norris in this game. I think they have the top end talent. I like Molly. I like Reese. I think they're going to do really good things, and um, they're they're a special story. Yeah, and I agree. I think Norris Norris is going to be the winners here, and I think Norris will be back to this position in the next couple of years several times over. Um, so Norris Norris moves on for me. So next to the uh, uh, game two, Omaha Duchenne and Omaha Mercy, and just to clarify. I am the one who spelled Duchenne's name wrong on Twitter. I apologize. 
Chase has gotten it right. One, one time. One, one time. time. One time you let me have the Twitter account and I spell Omaha Duchenne's name wrong and we made we're made sure to get corrected by it. It was fun. It was funny just to see how quick they were oh, like that. Man. It's definitely like a uh and I it's get a, it. It's you, a, you it's want, a, yeah, you want your name spelled right. It's you it's, want your name spelled right, but I apologize. Man, they were on it. <laughs> I apologize. Um but uh, this is a fun matchup too because these teams these teams have played each other a bunch of times not just this year but like every year to show yes. mercy it's a good rivalry mm-hmm. i think um mm-hmm. i think i i think Duchenne wins it i think they're really really solid this year yeah and these two teams have already played twice this this season Duchenne has come out on top both times they're sitting at 15 and three their only losses they've lost to scott twice which, I mean, Scud has been a problem for everyone. And then they lost to Omaha Central. Big win for Omaha Central on that one. Um, Duchenne is led by Madison Smith, 24 goals, eight assists. Very impressive season from her. On the other side, Omaha Mercy, just a really good overall team, really good overall season. I, 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 I agree with you um, for the end result. I think it's going to be really close. I think it's probably going to be a one-goal difference type of game, and it's going to come down to maybe the last – you know, 15 or so minutes, but Omaha Deschens won twice. It's really hard to beat a team three times, but it also says something about, you know, you, you can either look at it two ways, really hard to beat a team three times, or you have the upper hand in that matchup. And I think it's probably the second um, and Omaha Deschen probably has the upper hand there. So I'm going to go with them. Yeah. And I think uh, that sets up a really interesting semifinal if Norris and Duchenne go through because Duchenne will probably be the best team that Norris has played this year yes I, I yeah yep I agree with you on that so that could be that could be very interesting um moving on to game three of Friday um Omaha Scott versus Omaha Ron Colley Scott you know CC Barron's new record holder for Scott goals scored in a single season now keep in mind CC set this record um she passed Liz Bartels who if you talk to coach Carlson, Liz Bartels may have been one of the best players he's coached. If not the best player he's coached at Scott. Um, and Liz was a standout at uh, Scott before she went on to being like a big East player, all big East player at Marquette. So like CC's in pretty good company. Liz Bartels. So she's, the, you're saying she's the real deal and she's good at soccer, huh? Yeah. Shocker. That's right? what we're saying. So, um, but obviously Scott has a lot of other pieces that are really good. Um, Ron Cauley, um, they got the job done. They traveled all the way out west and beat the brakes off of Scott's Bluff. <laughs> you know how much easier that makes the drive home? I mean, just <laughs> being able to have that plaque. I mean, that's uh, a seven-hour drive that if you lost that game, oh, my goodness. But they won. They won, yeah. and it probably was a pretty well, fun ride back. Hey, Ron Cauley, again, we said this, Ron Cauley, we knew Ron Colley could score goals because they've been scoring a lot of goals all year. They've also been allowing a lot of goals all year, except for the last few games. They've been like 6-1, 6-0, 6-1, like their results. I think they're going to have a hard time scoring six goals against Scott. <laughs> I think they're yes. going to have a hard time scoring maybe more than one goal against Scott. Um, and if you if you could stop CC Barons, please let me know how you're going to do that because it's, it's and then, and then even if they do, let's say they, let's say they have two defenders or two midfielders, just absolutely yeah. surround CC. Omaha Scott still has Jenna Hatovi, who's going to South Dakota state soccer, yeah. uh, soccer signee. 
Kaylin uh, Reeves, yeah, Wayne, State. Wayne State. Yep. I mean, they they Tess Barons, who's going to be she's a young player right now, going to be an upper up and comer. Scott just has you can take away one of their players, but you're not going to take all of them away. And um, you know, CC has those three 33 goals a season, but and, there's a lot of talent and, there. And I'll be honest, I, I I'm a big fan of Scott. I'm a big fan of CC Barons. I think they're both really good. I don't need uh, after this week. I won't ever need to see the CC Barons gif ever again on, tw- on Twitter. It's been everywhere, <laughs> everywhere. It's like they if you, probably, if you they get probably another player, if you get another probably... player like that, do more than one. Do more than one. I mean, you know you're going to use it. Do it more. Do more than one. Have her do three or four different things. Man. That way, we're putting something different out there. But credit to her. Yeah, it's just like. I knew it was going to be a long year after like the first week and I saw it like 12 times. I was like, Oh my God. So, um, but Ron Colley, obviously congratulations on getting there. I think they've had an up and down season, but probably have the talent to be at state. So they're here. Um, yeah. I mean, and- they did have their, their mid seasons where they got hurt. They lost five in a row versus some very quality teams. Since that time, they've kind of been coming up and Abby Schwartz has taken over. And to be honest, if Ron Colley hadn't dropped those five games and they find themselves as not the eighth seed, like they're probably like a dark horse in the tournament to go a little bit yep. further. But because the narrative changes Scott. a lot. Yeah. The narrative yeah, because- changes a lot. If they can pull, maybe, maybe if they pull two games out of those five, the narrative changes a yeah. lot, but um, they didn't. Now they're the eighth seed. They're going up against Omaska. <laughs> yeah. So the final game, the final first round game. So we've talked about, uh, you know, 15 other games i think final game friday may 14th 7 p.m number four columbus scotus versus number five lincoln lutheran i think this is going to be a fun game i think this is a great way to cap off the first round of the state tournament um Mm -hmm. because these are these are both teams who have had good seasons who have good players um i think they're gonna i think they're gonna provide us the most interesting first round game in class b girls and i think i think it's going to tell us a lot about both programs um how they each respond to each other because they looking at both their schedules right and columbus goes is 13 and 4 10 and 1 down the stretch lincoln lutheran's 12 and 3 but they neither one has played that challenging of a schedule so you it it leaves open the possibility that what exactly you know what exactly do we have there yes Exactly. But, and it just so happens that they're in the fourth five seed. So they get to play each other and we get to kind of find out those answers a little bit. Um, Columbus goes very talented player, Libby uh, Brzezinski. She's uh, the coach's um, I believe daughter yeah. um, with that because coach Brzezinski is there. I'm just going to go ahead and assume there's not many that. 30, 30 goals, five assists. She's she's a she's a playmaker on the on their she's side on, for them. She's only a so- sophomore, I believe yeah, a sophomore. Yeah. So yeah, so she's gonna be fun to watch. That's cool. L- Libby's gonna Libby's gonna be scoring goals for the next few years in in, uh, mm-hmm. in Class B. So um, yeah, yep. And uh, Lincoln Lutheran has played Norris, but that's the thing is like we also don't 100 know what Norris is. We know they're undefeated, so it's hard to. But Lincoln Lutheran, if Norris ends up being the real deal, then how close Lincoln Lutheran played Norris will be you know then it'll yeah. show, they'll show you that they're pretty quality but i think it's cool that lincoln lutheran made it in because i think a lot of the soccer talk when it comes to soccer schools in lincoln it's you know it's it's the it's the public schools the big public schools in a and then it's pious um and you don't 
you don't talk a lot about Lincoln Luther. I, so. I didn't know. I didn't know there's a school named Lincoln Luther Raymond Central <laughs> be, before I started doing the like soccer research. I didn't know. So but that's now, what, that's, now I, now I do. And that's good because I mean, they made to say it and credit to them. And that's what I'm saying. I think it's cool. I think it, that like, if you want to talk about a cool story for Lincoln soccer, yeah, obviously Southwest, the Southwest squads being undefeated is great. That is the, probably the top story, but I think the second story has to be Lincoln Lutheran. I mean, you don't talk about them ever for soccer and mm-hmm. here we are they're the number five seed and, and they're looking good so um semifinals i have norris taking on duchenne and then scott taking on i'm gonna say scotus will come out on top uh against lincoln luther raymond central okay yeah so i got one thing written down but now with that we've been talking i like i'll go i'll go with my gut call i'll go with what i have written down because this is what i was when i was had time and looking over everything before we started talking this is okay. what i had written down so i have norris to shen okay and then i i have norris winning that one okay, okay going to the semifinals and i do too, and I I do have, too. they're going okay. to the final so they go to the final yeah they go to the final. yeah going to the finals going to the finals and then i have scut and then i have lincoln luther and raymond okay. central so and we have a difference. The one I'm going back. That's the one I'm going back and forth on. Um, because now I talked myself into Libby Brzezinski. Um, but I, <laughs> I do um Lincoln Lutheran Raymond Central, I think, gets I, I think they have good squad depth. Um, I think they're gonna go ahead now. They're gonna run into Scut and Scut's gonna move on to the final. And so I got Norris and I got Scut in the finals for the class B girls. Who do you have winning that one? Because that's that that is the I mean, that's like the whole like you know, when you're a box, if you're a boxing person, like a boxing promoter, you know, that's, that's the match. That's yeah, the matchup. That's you know, the you got the, you got yeah. the, the, the quick, the young versus the, uh, the, the experienced and the powerhouse uh, of, I, I, I have Scott winning it all. I think Scott had their hiccup early in the year, earlier in the year against North Platte. I don't think they're going to have another one the rest of the way out. I think Norris yeah, is going to go, I, all the, I think Norris is going to go undefeated all the way to the state championship game and lose and that'll be very very depressing for them but when you take a step back if that's the game you lose after when running the table you know keep in mind you have a couple more years of this norris so yeah yeah and i i also have scut um winning the championship so scut and class b runs the table and therefore let the discussions about Scott having to move to class A begin. As soon as that final game is done, those conversations will take place. But Scott here's, but here's my boys, question. Scott wins class B girls. Here's my question. What if Norris beats Scott in the championship? Yeah. And do we not have those discussions? Like that's my thing is like, that's where one like, game will turn it all. Yep. But thank you everyone for listening. Thank you everyone for listening this year. Chase and I will be back with you. We're not going to do a podcast until all the games are done. Um, we'll obviously keep the website and Twitter updated. Um, as I tweeted out earlier, Chase and I, because of our you know, real life job responsibilities, are not going to be able to attend all the games this week. So please tag us. Um, we're going to still be your aggregate source for news. Um, you know, We'll retweet highlights. We'll probably reta- retweet Nick Rubeck a bunch of times, like I joke, because he he's, he's always done a great job of covering um soccer and you know we'll be there next year uh we've learned kind of how we have to do things as like a media coverage thing of how do we get credentials and we have to you know apply for it in october was it right yeah yep yeah. So, you gotta think long term you yeah, gotta yeah. think and, this thing nebraska this was, soccer talk was not a thing in this, october it yeah, was so, it, it, it wasn't happening 
so thanks again for listening though we appreciate all your like all your kind words and support and and the love that you show not just our website and twitter account and the podcast but all the love that you show your teams and your players and your coaches and your schools because um like soccer has needed this and not by what we do like not in terms of like it doesn't need a nebraska soccer talk it just needed some somewhere central for us to all come together as a nebraska soccer community and so we're excited that we're able to provide that i hope you enjoyed the preview i hope we provided some motivation for some of your teams which is probably what we did which is sure fine. we did sure we did it's fine that's it's better than no coverage and no motivation so we provided mm-hmm. motivation yeah. go prove us wrong um chase thanks again i'll um if you see chase or i at the nebraska state soccer tournament make sure to say hi i know it's hard to see faces through masks um and i probably will be wearing a hat so you won't see my red hair um <laughs> but uh if you see us make sure to say hi um and we have a lot of cool things coming down the pipeline so if you thought this year was fun if you thought this year was fun just wait we're just getting started so chase thanks again and uh we'll see you after the state tournament absolutely one one more thing before we go one of the cool things we're doing um on our website and we tweeted out the link a couple times get yourself some free minnesota united gear we have four jerseys out there all you have to do is enter the raffle we got four and that's joe's favorite mls team yep go go grab a minnesota united fc um jersey we got we had a great partnership and uh we got some free gear for you guys and we're and 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 last but not least we are working on we're not going to say anything because nothing's beneficial from any sources but we've had we've had connections with multiple different soccer entities around nebraska and even outside of nebraska um so we're excited to do even more things with uh with the state of nebraska and soccer and and it's only going to get bigger it's only going to get better and i'm excited to bring you some different content this summer uh through the podcast so make sure you keep listening subscribe rate review share um yeah we love you guys and we love the nebraska soccer community so have a good one everyone And that was the 2021 Nebraska High School State Soccer Preview, courtesy of Nebraska Soccer Talk. I want to give a big shout out to my partner and my collaborator, Chase Hutchison. Chase has been the driving force behind Nebraska Soccer Talk. The website, the social media engagement, the planning, most of that is him. So I want to give him a big shout out. Um, If you see him around, thank him for his work. Uh, Him and I both do this as a hobby. We enjoy it, um, but we do it for free. Um, but again, we love doing it and and he's been a big driving force. And like we just talked about, there's a lot of big things coming, um, for Nebraska soccer talk and the podcast and our social media and our website. So, uh, make sure you stay tuned, rate, review, subscribe, share, um, tell people about it, um, because it, we're just getting started and it's only going to get bigger. Uh, good luck to all the teams in the the state tournament, stay safe, stay healthy and, and have fun. Uh, this is the best time of year um we're lucky to be having a state tournament we didn't get one last year so make sure we enjoy it